Our Island Story, Chapter One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kara Schallenberg. Our Island Story by H. E. Marshall. Chapter One The Stories of Albion and Brutus. Once upon a time there was a giant called Neptune. When he was quite a tiny boy, Neptune loved the sea. All day long he played in it, swimming, diving, and laughing gleefully as the waves dashed over him. As he grew older, he came to know and love the sea so well that the sea and the waves loved him too, and acknowledged him to be their king. At last, people said he was not only king of the waves, but god of the sea. Neptune had a very beautiful wife, who was called Amphitrite. He had also many sons. As each son became old enough to reign, Neptune made him king over an island. Neptune's fourth son was called Albion. When it came his turn to receive a kingdom, a great council was called to decide upon an island for him. Now Neptune and Amphitrite loved Albion more than any of their other children. This made it very difficult to choose which island should be his. The mermaids and mermen, as the wonderful people who live in the sea are called, came from all parts of the world with news of beautiful islands. But after hearing about them, Neptune and Amphitrite would shake their heads and say, No, that is not good enough for Albion. At last a little mermaid swam into the pink and white coral cave in which the council was held. She was more beautiful than any mermaid who had yet come to the council. Her eyes were merry and honest, and they were blue as the sky and the sea. Her hair was as yellow as fine gold, and in her cheeks a lovely pink came and went. When she spoke, her voice sounded as clear as a bell, and as soft as the whisper of the waves. As they ripple upon the shore. Oh, Father Neptune, she said, let Albion come to my island. It is a beautiful little island. It lies like a gem in the bluest of waters. There the trees and the grass are green, the cliffs are white, and the sands are golden. There the sun shines and the birds sing. It is a land of beauty. Mountains and valleys, broad lakes and swift flowing rivers, all are there. Let Albion come to my island. Where is this island? said Neptune and Amphitrite both at once. They thought it must indeed be a beautiful land, if it were only half as lovely as the little mermaid said. Oh, come and I will show it to you, replied she. Then she swam away in a great hurry to show her beautiful island. And Neptune, Amphitrite, and all the mermaids and mermen followed. It was a wonderful sight to see them as they swam along. Their white arms gleamed in the sunshine, and their golden hair floated out over the water like fine seaweed. Never before had so many of the sea folk been gathered together at one place, and the noise of their tails flapping through the water. Brought all the little fishes and great sea monsters out, eager to know what was happening. They swam and swam until they came to the little green island with the white cliffs and yellow sands. 
As soon as it came in sight, Neptune raised himself on a big wave, and when he saw the little island lying before him, like a beautiful gem in the blue water, just as the mermaid had said, he cried out in joy, "'This is the island of my love. Albion shall rule it, and Albion it shall be called.' So Albion took possession of the little island, which until then had been called Samothea, and he changed its name to Albion, as Neptune had said should be done. For seven years Albion reigned over his little island. At the end of that time he was killed in a fight with the hero Hercules. This was a great grief to Neptune and Amphitrite. But because of the love they bore to their son Albion, they continued to love and watch over the little green island which was called by his name. For many years after the death of Albion the little island had no ruler. At last one day there came sailing from the far-off city of Troy a prince called Brutus. He, seeing the fair island with white cliffs and golden sands, landed with all his mighty men of war. There were many giants in the land in those days, but Brutus fought and conquered them. He made himself king, not only over Albion, but over all the islands which lay around. He called them the Kingdom of Britain, or Britannia, after his own name, Brutus, and Albion he called Great Britain, because it was the largest of the islands. Although after this the little island was no longer called Albion, Neptune still loved it. When he grew old and had no more strength to rule, he gave his scepter to the islands called Britannia, for we know, Britannia rules the waves. This is a story of many thousand years ago. Some people think it is only a fairy tale. But, however that may be, the little island is still sometimes called Albion, though it is nearly always called Britain. In this book you will find the story of the people of Britain. The story tells how they grew to be a great people, till the little green island set in the lonely sea was no longer large enough to contain them all. Then they sailed away over the blue waves to far distant countries. Now the people of the little island possess lands all over the world. These lands form the empire of Greater Britain. Many of these lands are far, far larger than the little island itself. Yet the people who live in them still look back lovingly to the little island, from which they or their fathers came, and call it home. End of chapter 1 Read by Kara Schallenberg www.kray.org On May 9th, 2006, in Oceanside, California.